Yesterday, we looked at the reality that this sign of Jesus at this wedding in Cana pointed to a supernatural and sufficient purification from sin. But how would that be accomplished? What did this wine represent that would replace the old rituals of purification of water and bring something that was lasting and sufficient? Jesus knew. He pointed to it when he pointed to his hour that had not yet come. Jesus knew that this purification would come through his death, that this wine represented his blood. Because Jesus, the Lamb of God, knew that sacrificing his life, shedding his blood for our sin, was what would bring this lasting, sufficient, supernatural purification from God for our sin. Jesus knew that he was there to usher in the new covenant that would come through his blood. But the disciples that day at the wedding, they didn't see and understand all of that. It reminds me of the reality that signs can sometimes be confusing when we don't have all of the information or when we just don't see things in the right order all put together. I was looking at some signs that were displayed in ways that made them a little confusing. We all know the the phrase, don't worry, be happy. I saw a sign and the way that the words were arranged looked like it said, don't be happy, worry. (laughs) There's signs like that all the time that we see. We laugh when we see those signs like that one or another one I saw that said, no smoking and safety first, but they were arranged such and separated so that it looked like it said, no safety, smoking first. It, it, it's signs that, that are meant to communicate one thing and they clearly do communicate that, but the way that we interpret them, translate them, the way that we see the pieces put together, make it difficult to understand what the sign is really saying, what it's really pointing to. This sign of Jesus, this first sign of Jesus, had all the information there, but the ability to understand it wasn't there. The pieces of the puzzle were on the table, but the the picture of what those pieces of puzzles of the puzzles put together would look like wasn't apparent to the disciples at that time. It would take time for that to come together, and it would come together as Jesus taught them and prepared them and revealed to them the reality of his purpose, his hour, his death for our sin. We talked about it this past Sunday as Jesus even reminded them that his blood was the true drink. There were disciples who had begun to follow Jesus that that left when he said, you must drink my blood. And at the Passover meal, this final meal, this beautiful picture that God gives us of the new covenant coming in, as the Passover meal was redefined for the, for the Christian church, for followers of Jesus, through the, through the precious sacrifice of Jesus, the Lamb of God for our sin, Jesus took the bread, identifying it with his body, and he took the cup. And in 1 Corinthians 11, we're told that that cup, he said, represented his blood, the new covenant of his blood, shed for the forgiveness of of sin. What a great reminder 
of the tremendous sacrifice and love of God in that while we were yet sinners, He sent Christ to die for us. What a great reminder of the sign that this miracle pointed to, of the new covenant through the blood of Christ and the body of Christ given for you and for me as a substitute in the death that we deserved for our sin. What an incredible reminder of God's grace. Today, have you received that? Have you drank the true drink, the blood of Christ? Do you have life in Christ through the gift of faith in Christ? Have you turned from your sins that you can never wash off yourself, you can never find purification on your own for and turn to your Savior, Jesus? If you have rest in the grace of God, worship and praise Him for the abundance and sufficiency of what Christ provides. And do this today. Share that grace with those around you.